This is RebelNet Radio with your host, T.E. Parker and Joe Spilatro. Welcome, everybody. RebelNet Radio, T.E. Parker, Joe Spilatro. What's going on? Nothing. I'm pretty excited that the NCAA tournament is beginning. I'm even more excited that the UNLV basketball season came to an abrupt end. How about you? Was it abrupt? It felt like it took forever to it come to It did take an forever. And the, the, way, the way it ultimately ended was about as fitting as, as it could possibly get, given the season that the fans were um, forced to endure. The fans that remained were forced to endure. Yeah. It, uh, the season probably ended with the fact that we didn't win one game in February. You know, that, that, can, that can... We did win one in March. We did. It wasn't an important one in March. Oh, well, it was important because it broke a nine-game losing streak. Yes. But other than that, it really didn't matter. Yeah, it's, it's been a while since we've talked. and uh, Yeah, probably January 5th. And maybe that was the reason why if you think about UNLV it, tumbled. Went on January 5th, what was UNLV's record? Well, we were 1-1 one one in conference, maybe? Yeah, I think probably so. Probably 1-1 one one because I think we played on... Um, New Year's Eve, I think we played Wyoming, Wyoming and, and we, we won. won that game. And then we played at Colorado State, I believe. And we lost yes. by 18 or so. So we were 1-1. One one. Things were looking – UNLV was a 500-conference basketball team. Well. Things were looking – if we had finished 500, we'd have probably finished in second place in this conference. Might have even gotten a uh, CIT bid. Yeah. I saw uh, Wyoming got invited to the CIT. They're even hosting a game. Wyoming made the CIT? Yeah. They're hosting oh uh, Eastern Washington, I believe. Are they the lowest of the conference tournaments, or is, the, is there one other one that's even lower? <laughs> the insiders.com? I don't know. So, I, yeah, they really scraped the bottom of the barrel. Air Force might be in that one. Well, yeah, they got the tiebreaker over us, so <laughs> right. we, we almost got an invite somewhere. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, this was a season that uh, the song summed it up. There, there was little to no satisfaction uh, when when the highlight of the season is, let's debate that. That is a topic for tonight. The highlight of the season. We'll okay. get to that. Well, uh, from a home perspective, the Air Force game. Be, so beating the tenth place team in overtime when you needed a twenty two foot bank shot at the buzzer, and, and then another big three, and then another big three where yeah. we, we didn't run a play and he hit it from thirty feet. Yeah. So that was the highlight of the home season. It was exciting, I'll I'm tell you say that. that. It, was, it was exciting. It was actually fun to watch. Yeah, that game it, it was, was great. It was absolute garbage, though. Yeah, the the last 20 minutes was rough, and then uh, the overtime was fun. Yeah, it was. It, I mean, just like sort of like uh, last year's uh, Mountain West tournament game, the first round, against the same Air Force team, basically. It was kind of, yeah, it wasn't anything pretty, or you're kind of pissed that you're battling against somebody at the bottom of the league. But in terms of just watching it, yeah, it was fun. I, I, I guess uh, when you don't win, any type of win is fun from a competitive standpoint. A win's a win. I, I know there was a lot of relief in Marvin Menzies that night, and there was a lot of relief in the Utah State night, Yeah, senior yeah. night, and, and the kids came out and played, and they played, they played hard. Well. They yeah. played well. 
um, Uche and, and Christian and, and Tyrell all played well on senior night. And mm-hmm. that, that was nice to see. And then, of course, JoJo hit another big shot that night. Mm-hmm. So He has a knack for that. Yeah, he does. Uh, I would, I would, like I told you earlier tonight, I would hate to see him in a structured environment because I, I think he, and this is coming from as big of a JoJo proponent as they come. I said after the first exhibition game, that's the kid that I have my eye on because I think he can be a difference maker. Um, however, if we, if we actually want to get good, and and run some structured offense and and be competitive against good teams. Uh, I'm a little bit concerned about uh, I'm how not, he'll I, play. I, I'm not if he's off the ball so much. I, uh, you're going to get some bad shots with him and some some bad, bad decisions. Passes, passes. but that, that's oh. why you can't have him at the point. But I think if he's at the wing because he has such. Um, I, I think he's got a lot of moxie, and I think he's got a, a lot of range, and he, he's a good shooter. So I. I, I He's not going to play perfect at the If two. he's the Marshall kid from Reno, then mm. he's fine. Yeah, and I think he'll be somewhere in that mold. You, you know what I mean? Maybe not as good as, but right. along that mold. And you, you know what? JoJo grew on me over um, the year. I wasn't crazy about him early on. In fact, I pretty much couldn't stand him early on. But then I saw he was the one piece of satisfaction I may have gotten out of the year. Nope. Um, yeah, one. Um, because, and it's a lot of credit to JoJo. It's a lot of credit to the coaching staff, too, because JoJo didn't defend at all in the beginning. No. Um, he was the absolute, he, oh, the only person that was worse than him was probably Poiser mm-hmm. on the floor in terms of defending. And his decision-making was god-awful, and both improved a lot. In fact, JoJo started taking pride in taking charges. And what that says to me, what it spells out to me is, um, when a kid does something as selfless as taking that many charges, it tells me he's very coachable, which is important, and it also tells me he wants to win above all else. Mm-hmm. And and that endears him to me. I, I know he's not here just to get his numbers. We've had numbers chasers here in the past, guys looking to get onto the league. JoJo was looking to win, and, and I saw that growth in his game, and it makes me – Excited to see him play next year. Like you said, I, I do think I think structure hurts him a little bit yeah, because he's more of a free wheeler type of player, open court, you know, no rules. Let's play pickup ball. Right. So, um, but but here's the thing: he's learned. He he learned in just a few months on how to modify his game a little bit. So now that he's got a year of D one under his belt, the coaches are going to work with him. They know they have value in him as a player. Mm-hmm. I, I think you'll see him come back even more changed and a little bit better. I don't think he'll ever be perfect and always make the best decisions, but sometimes you got to live with that, especially um, if he's going to be a leader and he's going to be your leading scorer, which I expect he probably will be next season. Um, so I don't have a problem with it. He he was. JoJo was fun to watch. He he made me get on my feet a few times. Um, the only other thing that made me get on my feet was having a pee or or go get a beer. Mm. But that, both of those things are all and, right. And the nice thing was there were no lines when I went to get either. No lines. So we'll we'll get into some player breakdowns in a little bit. But uh, season ended eleven and twenty two, I believe. Right. Twenty one. Twenty one. Eleven. Twenty one. Got to keep that percentage up a little bit. Um, when the season started, uh, I would say my expectations were about as low as they've ever been, and actually lower than they've ever been. Yes. Uh, but I still expected a little bit more than last place. Uh, I expected a little bit more than the three wins we had. Four. 
three wins at home in conference. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Three. Hey, uh, wait, wait, wait. Now, you, you know, it was three wins in conference on the Thomas and Mack floor. Reno had four wins in conference on the Thomas and Mack floor. Colorado State had three, just like UNLV. San Diego State had San three. San Diego State had three. So, yeah. so 30% of the league won as many games on the Thomas and Mack floor as UNLV, and hmm. they only played three well, we or only, four games. We only five. played eight. Nine. Nine? Oh, gosh. So, yeah, we won three and nine on our home floor. Anyway, so, Awful. like I was saying, expectations were, were very limited. Um, but they they found a way to be lower uh, than than what even I... And now I had them pegged anywhere from 10 to 14 wins, so that was similar. Yeah, in terms but of wins, fact it was... I, I was hoping that we'd improve throughout the season and we be decent in in the Mountain West. That you know, let's be honest, was and this has been reported by everybody. Everybody knows the league stunk this year, um, but to be the stinkiest of the stinky, you're basically pig pen, right? Yeah, you're you're pig pen, and that I think three of them were tight that we lost. Was it three? We lost three in a row that were tight, and the rest of them were double digit. Losses? Is yeah. that right? Some of the games seem to just fade into my. Oblivion. Yeah, I think there was a stretch, and that that was at the, you know, the the turn. Not even a turning point, but it was the don't look back point. Was when they dropped those three tight games. I think they lost all confidence and came unglued and just started to play out the string. Um, but yeah, the, and to me, the number w- was. Lower than what I expected. I think I don't know. We'd have to go back and listen to the podcast. I probably picked fourteen or fifteen. Wins yeah, I know. I picked on between ten to fourteen. And uh, so the number. Well, you say it's not that far off, but if you pick fourteen and they end up with eleven, that is quite a bit off. That's twenty five percent off. Sure. You know, it's it's a it's a big number off. But even so, the the absolute number wasn't all that far off. Um, but what you saw on the court was what? way far off. My my big thing with expectations was we have a brand new roster. Brand new coaching staff. It's going to take everybody a while to get adjusted and acclimated to what they want to do and the goals of how they want to get there. And that's what we never saw at all. Um, was what Menzies and he he talked about in the post game and many a night is what he was preaching and what they were coaching uh, wasn't translating to the floor. Mm-hmm. And that's, We've seen that happen a number of times. Absolutely. But that was my expectations was carryover. I, I know you have a limited roster. I know you have limited talent. Coach, go ahead and implement everything. Start building that foundation. Uh, I want to see tough defense. I want to see uh, tough players. And, and for the most part, some of them were. Um, a lot of them weren't. But, well, we had a few. We had a few marshmallows on the team. But they, uh, okay. And well, we did. Anyway, I, I'm not going to throw anybody you, under the bus. No, you don't. I, you don't have to. But I'm just saying the record you, speaks for itself. You, you don't crack like that and go down a spiral or have your season start out good and end up so poorly the if you're tough. The season didn't start out good. No, no. I'm saying from a personal standpoint. I mean, there were some players that played well early on and they faded as things went on. Um, you, to me, you attribute that to no mental toughness. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Whatever. It is what it is. Uh, we saw contributions from guys that I didn't think we'd see contributions from. Um, obviously, the biggest disappointment of the whole season, and maybe, and, and this might not even be stretching it, um, 
I'd say in the last 10 years, the two biggest disappointment of players was Cody Dolan and Mark or Jalen Poyser. How's Bayes Homga not in there? Because he never really was a factor. Well, yeah, he was expected to be, though. <laughs> That's yeah, even more he, so. He left as a freshman and, you know. Yeah, he played like two games, didn't he? Yeah. And Doolin yeah. was supposed to come in and be the X Factor. Mm-hmm. Okay. He didn't love the kid, but he didn't have the ability no. to, to lead. And he certainly didn't have the ability on the floor uh, to be that difference maker. And Jalen Poyser this year was expected to be a star, be a star among a, mm-hmm. a roster full of non-stars. Well, I think, and you know, boy, and I, I think a lot of it with Poyser, we talked about this off air. Um, I think it was a grave mistake on the part of the coaching staff not to get a point guard, even 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 a low quality point guard, somebody that can handle the ball, make decisions, distribute the ball, sort of keep the team poised. Um, didn't have to be a big score. Didn't have to be um, a Fisher, Jalen Fisher, or anything of, of that caliber player. They kind of gave the reins to Poyser earlier in the year to see if he could handle it. And I think all the fans that have seen Jalen Poyser play before knew he he's, he has no point guard in him whatsoever. He's not a point guard. And but I, and it, but I think if it, Poyser it, was thinking about leaving... Yeah, and Menzi's only way to keep him here was to say, "Hey, we're going to give you a run at the point guard." Ugh. Yeah, but if if you saw, boy, you had to take a shot. Didn't well, you? yeah, well, maybe, but if Dembele said, "I'll come there if you let me play point guard," would you let him? No, of course well, but not. What but, I'm saying is, J- Jalen's about a... as much of a point guard as Dembele. He has no point guard in him. He can't dribble. He doesn't pass. I'm not going to argue with that. Okay, but what, what I'm saying, what is, I'm saying is, is you, if that's the way you got to keep him in the program when you have no other options. Well, you recruit at that option. And you let Re- him walk? You, you know what? No. Because he, was still, he actually looked good last year. I know, but what I'm saying is you're, you're going to let him walk. First of all, let's say he was saying he was going to walk. First of all, you, may, you call the bluff. The team wasn't good enough to where he wasn't going to see plenty of minutes. I wanted him to see his with his minutes at the two guard and two guard exclusively. That's it. That's what he is. He's a two or a three. He's That's Kendall it. Smith. He's a score. Yeah, yeah. Kendall Smith has no point guard, and he never did. No. And um, he's a driver and a finisher, and that's all Poiser is. Yeah. So I would have rather seen. Apparently, you know, Bush isn't up to speed yet, or anything like that. I I don't know. I, I would have liked to seen a point guard. Would it have made a huge difference in the season? Absolutely not. No. What, what are you going to grab? A, a win or two more, maybe. I, I, another disappointing thing about Poiser is, and, and this ties in with the coaching staff. Poiser's. It felt like he was always open in one spot, and that was the corner three point job. And that was probably the worst shot he has in his arsenal. Yeah. Well, there's probably a reason he was open with it. But then he shouldn't be camping out there. Well, that was the open spot on the floor that the defense is going to give you. I don't know about that, T, we can nitpick about, um, I don't know, 1,005 things. Sure. When when it's this bad of a season, uh, there's plenty of faults to be found. Right, yeah. I I never thought we'd see a season like this. I I thought it was impossible to underachieve, but they sure they surely did. I mean, they did a limbo under the lowest of expectations. Again, is it a big deal? No, because it, it's not like it was the difference between postseason and not making postseason. No, no, it was no, never no. a postseason year. Um, that's but, why I can I couldn't take it too seriously. Yeah, but, but but that's why I was never hurt whenever we were losing. No, I never was hurt either. But it becomes painstaking when you actually 
go to the games and see no fans there and see no energy. And we saw plenty of games where there was low effort. They just went, they just went through the steps. They just kind of went through the motions and would lose by 20. Um, and th- th- then, then you start questioning, what am I doing with my time? Well, why, why am I showing up? And a lot of well, fans obviously said the same thing because they stopped showing up. Well, we talked about high points, low point for you. You know what? We put it out on Twitter, and it seemed like we put it out, I don't know, probably about seven times during the course of the year that this is the low point of the season. When losing a Duke by 49 is no longer your low point of the season, how bad is <laughs> your home? season at home? Yeah, or in the city at least. Right, right, right. I'm um, going to call that a home game. We, you know, I remember people saying it after Colorado State beat us by 18 here, um, saying that was the low point of the season. Low point of the season to me was first half against Boise State. Oh, being down by twenty something in the first half against it, no. just an average basketball team. That to me, that was uh, Reno. Yeah, get, I expected to get blown out because yeah. they were just so oh, much better than us. Yeah, but by sixty. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. What? There's nothing to be said about margins of defeat. Is there? Sure. If you if you lost those games by one point, you competed. If you lose them by thirty two, you didn't compete. Pay those games, no Cincinnati and, and Utah, the forty point losses, scared shitless. Does it? Yes. Does it I mean, it, yeah, means you, it means you're soft and you're scared. But there was shitless. expectations at that point. Yeah. When when there's no expectations, losing's losing. I mean, ah, that's bull. Uh, because you're a competitor, you should always compete the, regardless. The, the twenty points down at halftime against Boise State in a game that we should have. At least been competitive in at home. What about what about you're not even talking about San Jose State <laughs> losing to San Jose State twice? Why? Because it was close twice. Because it was by single digits that we yeah. lost. It wasn't. Dis- it was San Jose State for crying out loud. Did they even play in the Mountain West tournament? <laughs> yeah, I didn't even. Yeah, look at I think the they lost to Utah State in the first night, and that's oh, another yeah, school. Did. Utah State was horrible, and we got. Hey, we beat them. We beat them once, and yeah, the, we got to. We beat them. We hang our hat on that one. Hey, so yeah, the high point was probably I thought our. Best played game may have been it was one of two games, and either one of them has to be the high point. I would say um, winning at New Mexico, or I thought we played relatively well in the Wyoming game here at home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, but we played Wyoming on New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. You know, but if I remember correctly, it was a concerted effort. It was a, a relatively well played game. Right, I mean, but it, how how focused is well? It, you it turned out Wyoming wasn't very good. No, it it did turn out that way. But at that time and that moment, it looked like. And I know it sounds funny saying it now because we ended up losing like seventy five out of the next seventy six games. But at that point, it looked like maybe they were turning the corner and they were getting it because JoJo ran the point really wonderfully that game, if you remember properly, and things just. Looked really wonderful for for him for him, you know. Joe he did better than we anybody expected at the point guard. I think, and that was a game where it just seemed like um there weren't a lot of mistakes. And visually, just watching him, it looked like a good bat. Uh, not a, I don't want to say a good basketball team. It looked like they were getting it. It looked like they were turning a corner, and it was going to be the path to at least being competitive. It was very short lived, and all hell went to. Everything went to hell. I mean, nine in a row are you in this league? Yeah. Are you kidding me? I, I I don't even know if that's possible. I think I think UNLV beat one. We had eleven wins. I think one team was above five hundred, right? Two. Who? New Mexico, New Mexico and Wyoming. And Wyoming finished. I don't know if San Diego or um, San Jose State finished above. 500. Well, we didn't beat San Jose. State. Oh, that's right. And it so, feels so weird to say that. Yeah. Um, Swept. 
Nobody else. All those. I remember after the first game of the season on our site, the fans were talking about how good Southern Alabama was. They're they're absolute garbage. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I know they finished like <laughs> with the same record we did in the freaking Sun Belt. I know. Oh, I th- I think UNLV had uh, of their eleven wins. <laughs> I, I do remember that we were talking about their senior leadership. Yes. Yeah. You remember that? It blew Toughness me away. And, and after the game, it's like, oh, it's okay. It's okay to win that game. They have the senior leadership. They're tough. They're a veteran group. They're, they were horrible. <laughs> they're just. We, we got we got ditched on by a horrible team, but oh, then you know, man. and then when you struggle at Southern Utah on the road, we pulled away late and won by nine or something like that. But you know, Todd doesn't have anything down there yet. No. Um. So I don't know. It was just uh, it was an abortion from the get go this wow. season. Yeah, I mean, it's the worst season UNLV's been a school since '57. Is that when the program started? It's by far the worst season since we've been D one. Uh, you have to go back to when UNLV was playing Nellis Air Force Base as an opponent four times in a year. <laughs> it's, I'm, it's not. You're laughing. Uh, it's, I'm being honest. That 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 was the worst season back then. I think so. In terms of not not by winning percentage, we well, winning we, percentage. This is it. Right? This is it by winning percentage. Yeah. By number of wins, and uh, you know, what what the attendance was for those Nellis Air Force games at Doula Center or Doula Center, whatever it was called. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, I, I don't count all those pre-D1 games. That's when you're establishing yourself as a school. I mean, we really were tumbleweed tech at that point. And I think you got to look at records since you were Division One. You can't, sure. You, you know. Sure. I, I, the modern era. I'm, I'm questioning just West Coast basketball in general, oh, man. I'm questioning I, I'll basketball tell you, in general. Well, true that. But. Dat? D-A-T? <laughs> no, I said true that. Okay. Mountain West. Garbage. Absolute garbage. Whack. Garbage. Yes. Big West. Absolute garbage. Complete garbage. Big Sky. Big Sky. Garbage. WCC. Okay. One team. Well, no, because, I mean, I, I know St. Mary's, they didn't make the tournament. They made the tournament. Oh, they did make Seven it? Seven seed. Okay. They've lost four times. Three so, of them were to Gonzaga. All right. So you got a one seed and a seven seed. I wouldn't call the conference garbage. Okay. I call it okay. 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 Uh a big Back West well. last night. I, I I watched their championship game, and the number one seed at halftime had 14 points. Who was that? Irvine against UC Davis. Wow, we were looking at that Irvine coach. We could have had 14 points and been tied with San Diego 14 State. 14 points half. as the one seed in your conference at halftime. They won. They lost. They lost. I mean, it just. And, and, and the Pac-12, I mean, three teams get in. All three are prob- probably, uh, well, now that Oregon how, how lost many, Boucher. How many How many made it? Three. That's it? From the Pac-12. I, I honestly didn't watch Oh, well, no, excuse me, four. USC made it as the last team in. Yeah. But that's a good conference, but not as good as they normally are. The, just the town. Ta- I, I mean, the, but, but they the were, games. What was the worst seed out of them uh, besides Cal? Well, Cal didn't make it. USC made it as I meant an USC. 11 seed. And then it was a 3, a 2, and a 1. 3, 2, 1. Okay. Or no, a 3, a 3, a 3, and a 2. Excuse okay. me. USC, or UCLA and Oregon were both 3s. Oregon probably would have been a 1 if Boucher played and they beat Arizona last night. Right. They would have probably jumped Gonzaga. Um, but, man, just all these teams out here. It, it, Besides those three teams in, in the Pac-12 and that Gonzaga team, this basketball is just complete. 
Yeah, it's not even average. Garbage. Yeah, it's really bad basketball. I mean, wow, all these small conferences that used to have every team had a couple good players. I mean, Gian Clavel. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know. I this know. kid, he can put up some points. But he's like St. John from San Jose State back in the day. Yeah. When they'd win like one game. Right. And just had one stud player. But the team stunk. That was Colorado State. And they finished second in their league. Mm -hmm. Well, how do you win four games in a league like that? I don't. And and that's that's a really good question, Joe. And I, I think we. Not only did we lose, we didn't cover in 10 of our last 11 games. Yeah. Not covering. I noticed. Did you notice uh, Jeff Grammer from uh, the Lobos? Uh, he, picked, he picked against. He would have made some money if he bet Rebel games this year. I think he picked against the Rebels in every with the point spread. Smart in man. Every game. Yeah. He just he, he knew we were garbage and we weren't going to come close and we were overinflated on every line and. He he realized real early that we were like the suckiest of suck. Well, I, I told Polly, one of our friends, uh, back in maybe September, I said, just bet against UNLV every game this year and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And he would have made quite a bit of dough. Yeah, you would have. I don't know what the record was. Say you were betting $1,000 a game. Against the spread, what was our final record? I, I'm not sure. I know no. we went 10 and 11 the last. Yeah, you, so, so you you probably made about 12, 13 plays units. Probably, Which, you know. Oh, that's that's very significant. That's significant very, chunk of change. Very, very for one team, yeah. And if you're betting money line every game, oh, and UNLV being favorites in a lot of those games, yeah, at least in the middle part of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I, it's just so frustrating, Joe, because we're such big fans, and the wind has just been completely... It's like... I remember a time when I was climbing a tree when I was maybe seven or eight years old, and I tried to climb it, and I fell, and I landed, and the wind got knocked out of me. And I was like, I got to do that, and I climbed it, and the fell again, wind knocked out of me. And I did that like three or four times before I realized I probably shouldn't be climbing this tree anymore. Yeah. That's kind of the feeling I get uh, right now as being a UNLV fan. I, I can't... I, I'm tired of getting the wind knocked out of me. Yeah. I think a lot of people are at that point. It was kind of reflected in attendance when you say. Have you seen attendance this poor? No, absolutely not. I mean, even back to... I know I know the official announced attendance every game is about 10-2, 10-5. Anybody that went to a game knows that it was closer to 3,000 than it was those numbers. Mm-hmm. It, and some games it was less than that. I mean, the the tournament game against San Diego State, I mean, just four years ago, that was a sold-out ticket. Yeah. Four years ago. Two years ago. Yeah, and it's... um. And it, and I mean, just... Pro sports uh, is scaring the hell out of me, T. Oh, good God. It, it, they better be scaring whoever takes this AD job. Because this is going to be a major, major work. A, you're coming into a situation where you're under budget, Mm -hmm. need to make money, and don't have the foundation set. Mm -hmm. 
maybe for football, but attendance in football to make money in football, I'm not sure about that. Coaching staff probably have that set. But in terms of trying to make money and get financially stable, there's only one choice, mm-hmm. one option. This AD has to get us to a Power 5 conference. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I came to terms with that a while ago, and it's kind of one of the things I've been beating on the site. Uh, UNLV, it's basketball is always incredibly important. Football is always incredibly important. But they, they take a backseat to the drive to get into the Power 5. You, I, I honestly don't see UNLV athletics surviving as we know it now, mm-hmm. even if they're bad, but surviving co- with the opportunity. At a Division One level. To compete against the best in, in the country, we have that opportunity. We're not doing it, but we, the opportunity is there. Sure. I think that opportunity will disappear because there will be such a division between the Power Five and the non-Power Fives. And if UNLV does not get into that Power Five, I think – I mean, I on the site I was talking about it, how it's going to kind of – I think it will be like the NBA and the ABA, mm-hmm. kind of that kind of division. And, yeah, we may be good. We may be in the ABA and we may be the New Jersey Stars or whatever. I can't even remember the – it's close well, to that. Whatever it was, uh, Virginia Squires. <laughs> Virginia Squires, yeah, that was a team. Yeah, so it's it's a it's a critical time, and and it's I very think critical time. I, I think it, in many ways UNLV is aligned. I know a lot of people think it comes down to how good you are, and that I think that's low on the list of no, priorities. It, it's what you can offer them. It is. It is. They, they, somebody they don't give a shit about s- s- how good you are. Somebody has to be in last place, sure. or somebody has to be in the bottom third. Um, so but I don't for you for you to get a piece of their pie. Yeah, you you have to bring something, something to, to the, the table. table. Absolutely. And you know what? Newsflash: It's not academics. It's just not the way it is. They no, can't. You be, just can't embarrass. Them. No, exactly. You you can't have academic scandals all around. You just have to be a viable uh, D one school academically. You don't it's have moving to moving forward. Moving forward, progressing. Um, right. It's going to be with about, a television market. It, it's going to be television market. It's going to be population. It's going to be facilities. Big, um, big, big facilities. And that's where pro sports helps because you're talking a major stadium mm-hmm. for football. Mm-hmm. So I, I think in in some respects UNLV is aligned pretty well. What what hurts? I mean the the money aspect and the ability to compete right leadership. now is bad. Leadership. Leadership right now. Leadership is holding at UNLV us way back is. As bad as it was when Maxon and Finfrock were here, right? Um, in a different way, mm-hmm. uh, Maxon, Maxon and Finfrock tried to kill our programs, right. um, which might make now worse. They're not trying to kill our programs, but they are, right? Because they just don't know what they're doing. Right. I mean, that's the way I see it. Um, they've just made some bad decisions, and you know, this whole bad season. You know, I know a lot of people are angry. I'm angry. Everything. I know I'm angry and just more disappointed than anything that, that our program has uh, reached such a low level. And I don't blame Menzies. I mean, there was a lot oh, of th- there, there was a lot of things I saw that I didn't like. But you know what? It's it's really really hard to judge when you 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 can't put your best out there when 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 your hands are tied it's hard to judge somebody I, I, there were plenty of things i saw with coaching that i said what the hell is going on if that, i didn't that, if i didn't see hurt in his face yeah i don't no, every loss yeah, yeah. 
I'd feel different. I, I'm, I guarantee you, he second guessed taking oh, this job probably absolutely. every night because he had. Um, he would never admit that, but no, absolutely. of course not. Of course not. But um, you know, he had. Um, he was a hero in Las Cruces, and he had all sorts of security there. Obviously, job security. Yeah. And he came here. He got and he to took smile every day. Yeah, he got to smile every single day. Knowing that's he was important, the, man. Absolutely, it's important. <laughs> it's worth a lot more than. Um, than the extra yeah. couple hundred thousand dollars yeah, he's I, making. I, I would think so. But um, that said, I mean, I thought they could have done a lot of things better. Um, but even if they did things better or did things perfectly, I mean, what are we going to be, a 500 team at the very best and overachieve and be a 500 team, which would have still gotten us nowhere and it would have still left fans pissed off and disappointed D- and aggravated. Dude, if we completely peaked on every aspect of the game, we're still below 500. Maybe. And, maybe. And I think we underachieve by how much it doesn't really matter. No, if we would totally ach- if if we would achieve, you know, achieved, it wouldn't have mattered. I mean, it really wouldn't have because you're still talking a, a absolute garbage season. It may have not been an all-time worst, but it still would have been one of the five all-time worsts. Right. So, um this he's trying to dig himself out of a hole that he did not create. He had nothing to do with the creation hole. He chose he chose to enter it and try to climb us out of it. But this was all on UNLV. Yep. If you don't have people that are knowing that know what they're doing, they will kill you. They set this program back at least three years. At least oh, three man. years. Probably closer to five. I you know what? Honestly, this was the whole mishandling of the firing and coach hiring. And beard and all that. Everything wrapped into one. Was almost the death penalty. It, it was pretty close to it. Because we went from... Other than lost scholarships, yeah. A, a, a solid, mediocre Medi- roster. We went from a mediocre... That had potential. With potential, yes. Okay. I agree with that. To completely last place in a last place conference. Yeah. So... It's self-inflicted. Is, is it, that the death penalty? I can't imagine anything worse. No, it's, it's similar to it. It, it. We're losing money. Losing a ton of it. Yeah. They, if we didn't put anything out there, we would not be losing as much money. Right. Yeah. If, if they At this point, I mean, they might want to move the games to the uh, Cox Center. Sure. <laughs> or maybe even... Give the Lady Rebels. You know, at least they're feisty. Yeah. Or maybe invest, you know, $100,000 and put maybe, I don't know, 2,000 seats in the Mendenhall. Jesus. There you go. Well, it's it, but that's where it's headed. I mean, if 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 we were having North Gym, no North Gym's out. Uh, <laughs> it, I mean, if we were getting three thousand bucks, in at the least seat, we know we can get some good cameras in the North Gym. Yeah. Well, we'd have to no. I mean, I think those people no. Maxim probably could do it. Book and all those guys, they'll figure out a way, and we could get maybe they could live stream them too. Sure. Um. So yeah, it's it's there. There was just so many missteps and. um no intuition, no feel, no savvy, no foresight, and a lot of reactionary bull crap um, just not being poised when it came time to execution and, and making decisions, and it put UNLV mm-hmm. just, I mean, so far back, and it didn't have to be, but it is, and now Menzies is basically being paid to clean it up and get above board, and I don't know that we will reach a uh, a Dave Rice level until and for another you know another couple of years at least, and even then it'll be with a with a watered down conference. I know one thing. Hmm. A lot of firings have already been done this year. Yeah, well that's what. Hang on, not one of them was mid season. 
Every one of them. I thought somebody was fired midseason. Mark Godfrey at North Carolina State was told he was fired, but you can finish, finish the out season. the season. Keep, sure. keep things together. Keep things together. Let us find our coach. Jones down at LSU. Mm-hmm. You're fired, but you can finish the season. Mm-hmm. There's a reason. Absolutely, there's a reason. You're dealing it's with just you're dealing, so bad. You're dealing with 18 and 19 year old kids. You're not it, in NBA. Yeah, I mean they're old and they're older and they're making their money and they know it's a business. When you're dealing with 18 and 19 and 20 year old kids, it's a little bit different. Not only that, you still need some protection over your program, mm-hmm. as because APR and AP, APR is important as we're finding out. Um, another keeping thing, the kids focused on what's important. Hey. You know, I know it didn't work out here for me, but I think you should stay here. Right. Not only that, you're protecting them from the buzzards because once a coach has announced that he's fired, if they've got any good players, every coach, uh, I don't care whether it's illegal, immoral, unethical, whatever you want to call it, I don't care if it's an NCAA violation to tamper, it happens. Mm-hmm. It There's happens feelers. a ton. There's feelers. There's go-betweens. There's mm-hmm. it happened with UNLV's players last year. It's just what happens. And you need a head coach in place to protect against all those types of things. And uh, once UNLV let Rice go midseason, they were completely vulnerable to all of the above, and all of the above happened. Mm-hmm. And we are left with a stripped-down team. Um, Menzies having to scramble to fill a roster as best he could and then endure an absolutely record-setting season that was, like you said, it really wasn't painful because at some point you just stopped caring, which is even worse. I, I mean, we could get into the, you know, what's worse, disappointment or frustration or apathy. I think apathy is the worst thing in the world. Oh. If you don't care about anything, it's not even worth it. If you don't care, it's you not ain't worth doing. shelling out your cash. It's not worth doing anymore if you don't care. I'd rather be... I'd rather be pissed off because we fell short of expectations. Mm-hmm. And try to find answers. And try to find answers, but knowing that there's potential, mm-hmm. then just throwing up my hands and giving up and saying, you know, hey, this is, we're, we're just going to try to entertain you for the next couple of years. Here's a white flag. Wave the white flag in the crowd while we're, while we're at it. Not a good feeling. Not a good feeling. Uh, zero accountability for it. UNLV is just, you know, UNLV is doing the UNLV thing. Everybody keeps their jobs. Everybody gets promotions or parallel jobs or, you know, it's just the way it works. It, it doesn't matter. It's the way UNLV is. The system is broke. The university's broke, and it's nothing new. It's been that way since we decided that we're going to um, run a Final Four national championship coach out of town. I mean, I mean, do you, do you, I mean if, if the school's willing to do that, why is any of this surprising? The, na- the faces have changed. The names have changed. It's all the same crap. Mm-hmm. It's all the same garbage. I told when you came here. I told you about all yeah, this. You did, and you didn't believe me. No, you didn't believe me. I'm glad you, I you, came. You though. see it. No, I'm glad you did too, T. <laughs> I, I'm really happy. Thank you. We we could watch Grease in our underwear or something like that. Sure. Um, but it's, marinate some prawns. Yeah, marinate some prawns. <laughs> <laughs> um. But it it's it's the the university it's it's not set up for the highest level of competition. It's not the support's not there to compete at the highest level. No, it's they, not. They, they get, that's, that's it. And, and there's a lot of things. There's a lot of reasons for it. I think there's a lot of ineptitude, but a lot of it's money. Great. I mean, you need money for sure. And I don't know that at any university in the country the, that the gap between expectations from the fans. 
and, and reality and reality and budget is any wider at UNLV than any other school. I mean, right now, when you look at all things at UNLV, UNLV should be about a top 100 school. Right. That's about it. Mm-hmm. 100 to 80, something like that. That's what we should be. But, yes. but us fans, we're asking for top 20. It's tough. It's a tough job. Yeah. Time, times have significantly changed uh, from, from when we ruled the roost, as they say. Um, UNLV is mediocre. Not really. At, at their peak, okay? Right now, at their peak, they're mediocre because of the financial hardships, lack of boosters, lack of leadership, and, and everything that goes into Fan it. support. Fan support. Everything right now <clears throat> points to mediocrity. No, it points to below mediocrity. At our peak, we are mediocre. Probably. Don't compare us to Gonzaga. No. Don't compare us to Wichita State, who pays their coach $5 million a year. We are mediocre, and we, if we continue to be UNLV fans, until that changes, and the support and everything about the... It's not just the program in general. It's, it, it, it's everything. The only thing nice is is the facilities that we got going on right now mm-hmm. where people ponied up the dough and, and paid some serious cash. But besides that, we don't pay anything. You get what you pay for, right? Right. I we, understand. We we are as mediocre as it gets. And there's really nothing pointing us in the future. The, the only thing is is Power Five conference. That's it. That's that's it. That's, that's, that's the only option at this point. I, I'm. That's I'm, the I'm only not trying thing to, that can pull us out of that. I'm not trying to be a fatalist. And then we're going to ride coattails. Yeah, but for that's a while. Fine. For a while, you ride coattails, and then you but can properly we, build. Yes, if we get leadership from that point, and you get the money, and you have that cash, and you have the visibility because of the TV contracts and all that stuff, then then you can, can properly build. You, you could do something right. I agree. I agree. And and it's scary because um, and it does sound fatalistic. It's it, we're making it sound like um. It's the end of the world, and and in a way, it could be if, if we don't get Pac Five or Power Five. I, I really, I really see it just not mattering. I really see UNLV becoming San Francisco, DePaul, Long Beach State. Yeah, all you, you know, I, seriously, and, Georgetown, and, and that's no Georgetown's a lot bigger than us still, right? Because of the history. Yeah. So, but. it's a scary time. I wouldn't want to be captain in the ship. Ooh. Either ship. I wouldn't want to be an AD here. I wouldn't want to be a head coach here. I wouldn't want to be president here. No. No, I wouldn't because I, I think it takes a whole lot of um, – wow. I mean, it's going to take – getting a lot done in a very short uh, period of time, and you're going to have to kick open a lot of doors and be very forceful and adamant, and you're going to have to push your agenda mm-hmm. and not take no for an answer from anyone. It's I think it's a very, very tough job and, and unfortunately, I mean this is the, the this is the I talk about the hole this season that Menzies is in. This is the hole that UNLV's created over the last thirty years right. for themselves that we're trying to get out of. It was a lack of attention to football. Um, 
it's probably you go back to the 80s to when this started because the basketball money wasn't put into the football program at all exactly. it, and that that was it, it's hard to tell to say that hey they should have had the foresight back then because mm-hmm. the division really wasn't there as much no, and we were making so much cash from basketball. Yeah, and conferences weren't realigning. And in the face of the change of college athletics being all football, it wasn't evident, but still we should have built up our football program so that we were in a position to actually survive long-term. And now, you know, now we're at the end of that long-term. Now we're coming up on short-term. It's interesting because the, the NFL and college football continued to brand and brand and brand and brand. And, and build themselves into such powers. I mean, let's be honest. The rich are getting richer. The NFL tells you when you can play a game mm-hmm. to a network. You paid us this much money, and we'll give you a couple mm-hmm. scrap teams. Major League Baseball ain't doing that. Mm-hmm. NBA's not doing that. College football also has built itself into such a power. Yeah, everything's football-driven. College basketball is big today and for the next four weeks. Mm-hmm. And then it's an afterthought. Yeah, but you know server. what? Those four weeks are amazing. Amazing! Best best, ter- best sporting event. season in, in, in... Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. Maybe the World Cup yeah. is better. I don't know. I don't follow that. But that's, you know, right there. Those two things... Are, are probably the two best that we see. And, and it's the one-and-done format that makes it that way. Of course. You know, you get hot for, for a half, and you can beat anybody. Well, that's not true. We were hot against San Diego State, and we were up by <laughs> God knows how much. And we were hot, and they were really cold. Really cold. I've never seen an exhibition. I never. I mean, I, fans around me were laughing. It looked like um, San Diego State scored... 14 points in that first half, and they really look like the, the little bitty boy, eight-year-old basketball that takes place at halftime. I mean, they couldn't make anything, and we decided to get outscored by 31 points in the last, what was it, 23 minutes? It's hard to do. Yeah, we had that uh, three-pointer right out the gate with Javon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and with about were... 18 and a half minutes left. And then it was and then it was all downhill. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's... A, it's... It was a very fitting way to end the season. It, yeah. re- it really was. It, it it truly was. I thought I was going to the game the next night. I didn't. When I when I saw it half t- no, come on. No, I, at halftime you thought UNLV was winning. No, that game. no, no. You, you could check my tweet in the second half. No, at halftime, you no, had to have thought you, UNLV was winning. That no, game. you could check my tweet in the second half. We were up by sixteen points. We were up by sixteen points when I said this is going to be really fitting. If. If. The, the only reason you didn't I'm, say at halftime, we're going to really think no. San Diego State's going to come back and win this game. No, they were playing no. awful. But why, why else would I put out a tweet like that unless right. it was lurking in the back of my mind because I've seen <laughs> the absolute. Because you know. Well, I didn't know it was. That if San Diego happen. State turns it up. But, but I wasn't surprised. Right. I wasn't surprised I when wasn't. it was happening. I wasn't either. Yeah, I'm just watching it saying, oh, here, here we go. Let's just keep it going. This is our season in a nutshell. We're far. We're far away from competing, aren't we? Not not in this league so much, I don't think. I mean, I think Boise State's going to be good next year. I think Reno's going to be really good next year. And other than that, I think everybody else is going to be pretty much similar uh, to what they are now. No, Colorado State loses Clavel and Amogbo. They're, they're done. They're toast. Yeah, well, 
I don't know. He gets he tends to get some decent JUCO players. I don't know what he's got coming in, but he tends to get some JUCO players that make a difference. And he was, if he was able to finish at the top with seven players this year, or near the top, um, yeah. So no, I, I wouldn't say uh, not not because we're going to be good enough to compete, but UNLV will be better. We, we'll have a point guard first of all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, recruiting still has to be rounded out and all that. We get we'll, we don't know yet who is all returning, but, but we got some big kids. Yeah, and we it, should at least be formidable around the hoop. Yeah, and well, that you know, it looks it looks like um, Menzies is going the slow down San Diego State. I'm gonna pummel you to death type of team, which and is defend fine. The hell out of you. Yeah, and defend the hell out of you. And it's not my favorite style, but it's effective. You know, San Diego State made a living with it. it Absolutely. It's painful when you can't see a team score. But and, and I don't I'm I'm not disagreeing with if that's the way he's going, I, I think it's the easiest and the quickest way to get there to compete and Kruger you, did it. Not defend the hell out of you. That's well, how he won. To defend the hell out of you, but this is in a certain respect. This is with rebounding. We, we didn't we didn't beat you with rebounding with the Kruger, and we didn't beat you with inside presence. We beat you with just all around team defense. Mm-hmm. With um, San Diego State, a lot of it is those three guys on the inside. You know, the small forward, the power forward. They're they're blocking everything. They're stopping any penetration. They're grabbing every board. Yeah. And I think that's a little bit different. It looks like that's the way Menzies is going. Like I said, I don't disagree with it. It's not my favorite style of basketball, but at this point, I think it gets you back to competing more quickly. He, he won a lot of games in New Mexico yeah. State with big dudes. Yeah. So I think I think he's going to stick with his formula that has worked in the past, and it's the right. I I would think it's the right way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I. You know, at this point, I think it's more important to fans that we compete and start winning some games than whether we're scoring in the 40s or 50s or 70s. Um, no, winning, winning's well, that's the what, only that's important saying. thing. That's what I'm saying. I think it'll grow. It would grow thin on people, just like it's grown thin on San Diego State fans over the years. Yeah, they're winning, but they're kind of like, oh, we can't score. Look at this, we can't score. No, they're just not winning enough. Well, yeah. They don't mind the fact that they don't no, score. No, they do. They do. It, there's constant complaints about it all the time because the difference from them being a regionally good team and a nationally good team is being able to score. It wasn't the defense. The defense is what made them good. Uh-huh. They just need a little bit of scoring. They just, they're just they just so awful offensively every year. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I like a more balanced stack. But if that's the way he goes and he's going to get all these big bodies and they're athletic and they rebound and they block shots and they're tough, which is is a key, um, that's fine. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that. I just, like you said, I, th- I think you can start to compete in the Mount West. Maybe maybe look towards a 500-100 record. Um, maybe. Well, you're saying maybe. But we lost three games in the last possession this year, I'm not saying we should have won them, but you know that's that's seven wins. We need a couple a couple more kids. Well, recruiting's still coming along, we, and we are adding a point guard, which is a huge difference because now you're going to be able to put Maureen at the two, which is his natural spot. I, I think that in itself is a huge deal. A point guard and Maureen at the two, and now you got some formidable bigs. I I, I think that's enough to compete in we, this conference. We, we bring in the six eleven kid yeah. from IMG. Yeah. Uh, Dembele's back. Dembele's back. Holby, much don't We don't know yet. Um, but if he comes, if he comes, that's yeah. three six eleven kids. Yeah, it's pretty strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trevon Duvall, the point guard. Is he the one we don't have a shot at? I'm trying to remember. What, was he a highly rated? Uh, the Goldwire kid from Atlanta. Yeah. Um, there's still some people out there that are looking at us. Yeah. Um, we'll see. He needs to get talent. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I would probably yeah, take a, a big part of it is I think he's got to reach some kids too that are currently on the team. Um, yes. you, you got to reach Poiser, Clyber. You, you Clyber can can play. I know you got to reach these kids and you got to do your psychological whatever it is you need to do as a coach to figure out where they're at, where they're going to be. Mm-hmm. And you, you got to pump them back up because those two guys suffered from, like, yes. manic depression um, yeah. throughout the course of the year. So you, you got to figure out how to coach that or or not coach it. I mean, that's a decision that's got to be made, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you do have those guys. I I really um, – Keepers on this team? I Troy. You didn't mention Troy? No, I'm, I'm asking you. Who are the keepers? At this point, you don't know because so much goes into it, T. I'm going to – no. I mean, if grades you matter. you keep anybody and move them forward with a foundation, who are I want everybody to return. God's wow. honest truth. Good Lord. God's honest truth. Cause really? I, you know, do you want to know why? Then we don't get anybody in recruiting. No, you, you add your recruiting pieces. Uh, you, you know, I, I, may, I may be able to do without one or two, but in general, I want everybody to return because we saw with Rice that, um, and we've seen with other teams that. Yeah, turnover's no good. Not it kills you. So and the teams that are successful are the ones that grow together through the years. 100%. So I want to keep as many as possible together. If you lose one or, or you know, I want to keep Troy. I want to keep Chris. I'd like to get into Poiser's head and figure him out and get him right and keep him because I do think there's value there. He's not as bad as he was at the end of the year. No, that's what I'm saying. Can't be. So he needs to be reached. If he can't, you got to cut loose. If you if you feel like you cannot reach him, you got to cut loose. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Zion Morgan. I want him back. I know he's very limited on the offensive end, but I really love what he brings on the defensive end, and I st- still think you need players like that. Period. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to say stop him. You don't want to stop him. Well, Zion, get you, in there. You stop also need him. two or three players that are okay with not playing as much. Right, thirty minutes a game. Yeah, you do. You do. And that's a problem Rice ran into because everybody thought they should be playing 30 minutes a game. And well, everybody only... was an NBA guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so. to the 12th band, yeah. they thought they were playing in the NBA. I know. I know. Killed us. Killed us. Well, Brian Killed Glenn Rice. Brian Glenn didn't think he was going to the NBA. He thought he was going to go back to Toyota or wherever it is. <laughs> Brian Glenn. Uh, Killed Rice. But, uh, so if, I mean, it's if we could just turn back time and uh, yeah. if it, UNLV would never, if UNLV would never admit it, if they could turn back time, they'd wait till the end of the year and they'd assess. No, 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 no. I'm saying if we could turn but, back time and and, and Rice, uh, not not recruit at the highest level. Yeah, he. I think his, we would have been happy. I think if we'd have got a point guard and not recruited, he needed to be able to. F- a lot of all these kids came here with ideas of the NBA. They didn't. They didn't come here with ideas of winning at a school or. UNLV needs more Anthony advancing. Marshalls. Yeah, we do. We need a four lot year more. guys that a are willing more. to just lay it all out on the line. And, and I think I think Menzies has that with some of the guys. I think. I mean, I don't know what Troy's aspirations are. I think his might be a little bit more expedited that, than that. But somebody like Morning, even though he'll only be a couple years, but Zion. Um, Clyburn, I think, will be here for his full time. I, I, I mean, I think yeah, we got, got multi-year guys. And I don't, I don't Dembele, care. Your I, aspirations are the NBA, but that shouldn't your be reactions the only yeah. thing that you come here for. Right, Dembele, I see as a four-year guy. Oh, absolutely. Um, so he does have players here for that, and and so like I said, I, I, I'm not, I, I'm not especially excited about next year. I, it'll be better. It can't be worse. So it has to be better. Mm-hmm. How much better will it be? I don't know. It's not going to be good enough to make anybody. It could only be even or better. 
It cannot be worse. It cannot. It's be impossible. Worse. It's impossible to be worse than what we were this year. It was an all-time low. You, it cannot be worse. I suppose if Air Force would have beat us in that one game and and we didn't eke out. Was there another game we eked out? I don't know. Uh, so I guess it could have been worse, but not really. Um, so yeah, I'm not. I, I don't know. I've got to see what we round out the roster with. We've got to see what the schedule is. I have a feeling they're really going to step back the schedule, even though the well, they should. Well, you say they should. Do you know what our schedule ended up ranked? Yeah, in the two hundreds. But that's more from league, right? Yeah, it is. It is. Well, right. no, well, no. Not only that, not our non-conference wasn't high either. That's because we either played three hundred or number two. Exactly. We played three in the <laughs> we played three in the top ten, and then we played like six in the three hundred, six or seven that were two fifty or worse. Yeah. Which means six or seven of your wins came against complete dirtbags. Play a bunch of hundred ranked teams. Yeah. Yeah. And it's you know that way at least you see where you're at competitively. Once. Yeah. But I, I have a feeling they'll really water down the schedule. I know we have Arizona still next year that we we got to go there. I believe. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, but maybe, I'd, I, maybe Sean Miller call a timeout with nine point nine seconds. I like that he did that. I loved it because it was against Alford. Yeah. Well, and Alford's just a, no. Alford did it to him. I know. Yeah. That's the best part. Yeah. That's uh, stuff like that's good for a rivalry. I Absolutely. think. Absolutely. Um, it's petty. It's it's nonviolent. It's not like you're going it and taking gets out the somebody's fans pissed knee. off. And, and the players pissed off. And, and that's it sends, great. And it sends a message. I don't appreciate what the what you did. Right. So don't do it again. That's all. Hey. It, and it should die right here. But it adds a little bit of bad that's bad perfect. blood. Yeah. Um, and, and you know what? Offer doing it in Arizona. That's great too. Well, he fired the first shot, so Sean should have reacted as he did. Yeah. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, it's hey, fun. Hey. It's fun. That's college basketball, man. Do you want people talking about you? Arizona, UCLA? Yes. Do you want them talking about you in New York City? Do you see what happened there? Yeah. You, they're yeah. not talking about you any other way. Yeah. No, they're not even staying up late enough yeah. to watch it. LeVar Ball is the best. The father of Lonzo Ball is the best oh. thing that ever happened to UCLA. Oh, he's right there. now. In, in in current days. Because everybody's talking about it. Yeah, well. Brutal. I, I hear it and it makes me but sick to my stomach. But everybody's talking about it. It makes me sick to my stomach. Yeah, but. of course. Of course. Hmm. You know, my son's better than Steph Curry. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. Yeah, I know it doesn't. But uh, I don't know. I'm. But from us knowing Steve Alford from this conference... We know what kind of guy he is. Oh, nobody likes him. I don't. His mom, I, she might. I don't know. I don't think I don't she's know. talked to him in a while. I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> he's he's not likable, but you know what? He I is not likable. I, I don't care what a coach's personality is. They could be a complete ass. They could be the nicest guy in the world. They could be aloof. It doesn't. You know what? If they're winning, it seems like their personality is okay for whatever fan base it is. For sure. If you're winning, that's all it comes down to. Just like, just like Menzies, he came out, you know, I, I feel bad for him. If you if you remember what he looked like, and um, he knew it was going to be a rough year probably when we went to the Bahamas and they didn't televise the games and we lost a game to Medicine Hat Canada or something like that. And uh, but he started out you know super amped up and and by the end of the season he looked pretty worn out, wouldn't you say? Oh, I mean it looked like he went through a fifteen round bout with Mike Tyson by the end of the season or twelve rounds. Since I, I will say out. this, so. Just to give fans a little bit of perspective about from the from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. So, at the beginning of the year, 
when Menzies would walk into a press conference, and if no one was talking, he would give everybody a hard... Really? I got to walk in here and you guys aren't hanging out and talking and having fun and all that stuff. End of the year, he'd walk up to the microphone. Yeah. You know, I mean, you talk about night and day. Yeah, you feel for the guy because you know that... That's not him. No, it's not him. He is so excited and, and positive and smiling and just really... Loves life. I mean, yeah, he is a dude that really enjoys living, and to see him at the end of the year, game after game, walk in there and just be so down, it it, it really was depressing to me. I and know, that's why I, I asked him on the final game. I asked him, "How have you stayed positive through all this?" You know, I I, I said, "Coach, I know this has to be the lowest point in your career." And this was the Utah State game. Mm -hmm. I said, how have you managed? I I know you're trying to keep the kids up. I said, but how have you done it? You know, and and he went to his wife and and the faith and and things like that. But, you know, he looked at me. He was like, you know, I appreciate that. That's a good question. No, it's tough. I, uh, the guy's extremely likable, and and that's what makes it tough. When you see, we've seen it happen with, we saw it with Rice. You you sort of see the wear and the tear. You even saw it on Kruger mm-hmm. um, when UNLV struggled in the NCAA tournaments, and they, you, you, you saw it in their faces. You you could just see somebody. You saw it in Bano. You saw him wear down. You saw it. Spoon Hour was already old, but you saw him get old. You know, it, it's it, and it's it's tough to watch. It really is. I mean, because none of these guys are bad people or anything that you wish bad things on, and you see them just struggling. And the only thing is, um, you know, he's going to have to keep that positivity. He has and, to. And and the moment, this year has to be just a distant memory. Starting, it, it's got to motivate him and 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 hopefully help him focus even more intent intensely on what needs to be done and he could get to work and get it done if he ever loses faith or if he ever has a crack in his faith thinking that it's undoable here it's just not going to get any better I, oh, and, no. but competitors don't do that they don't have that crack in their faith I no mean, you, you might for a season or something like that like in the middle of a season saying you know what we're just not getting it and we're not going to get it but i don't think over the long haul you'll ever think that you won't be successful i hope that never happens to any coach that ever comes here because that's that's when you know it's over Right. You it, know. it was just the year, you know, and he was so happy and so excited at the beginning of the year and really just so down by the end of the year. I mean, he was happy after that Utah State game. Because seniors and all that. Right. Sending to, them out, to get it done. Yeah. But you could just sense, man, going home at night. The thoughts well, going through your head. Even the way he answered the press late in the year, you, you could tell he was frustrated. Right. I mean, There's it, no the, doubt. the frustration came through and completely understand that. I mean, at some point you just want it you want it to get better or you want it to stop. Well, fortunately, it stopped. Yes. And now, now it's you can make na- it now now it's time to say, you know what, this is where we need to improve. And that might include getting rid of some guys along yeah. the way. And if you know, if that's the Collateral damage to a bad season, that's what it is. Coach has got to do what he's got to do in order to compete because fans here aren't going to let him not compete. We'll have a new athletic director coming in. There may be a new set of criteria. 
Um, you don't know. You just don't know what that future holds. Well, here's the here's the really good thing about Menzies, is a he's had success, and b he wants to be successful as a coach. He's young still. Mm-hmm. You know, he worked ten years at New Mexico State, but he's you know in his fifties. Mm-hmm. He's ready to hit the prime of his coaching career. And if he's not successful here, where does he go? No, I know. This, Back to the Big West? No, this this Oy. this job is it's be it's, it's, it's mammoth to him. Yeah, this this job is either um the way it is, you know, paying seven hundred, eight hundred thousand dollars a year, it's either we talked about this, it's a career revitalizer for some people. It has been. I mean, that's what it was for Kruger looking to get back into Spoon. the game. Spoon. Um, Spoon was retired when he came. Yeah, yeah. He was retired when he came. <laughs> or it's Lord. for young, eager up and comers, um, guys looking to make a splash, and that would be Rice and Baino and, and Menzies. But no, Menzies is different than any of these. A little bit because he does have the experience under his he's belt. He's got More the experience so than... with success, and he's young. So. He, but he's still looking to make a name for himself. Absolutely. I mean, you, you could do well at New Mexico, and you still don't make a name for yourself. Not not until you win in the NCAA tournament do you really make a name for yourself when you're a small Agreed. school. Agreed. Um, like Brad Underwood made a name for himself. In one year. In one year. It, it, All he had to do it, was it, beat it, West Virginia. It, and you know what's stupid about it? It's one game. Yeah. It's a basketball game. It's there's so much luck and there's so many intangibles that go into winning a basketball game. That Chris, that could Chris Beard one year uh-huh. at his joint turned that parlayed that with with one win as well mm-hmm. into freaking Texas his dream Tech. job Texas Tech. Texas Tech Oklahoma State. Well, yeah, it took one game for him and it only took him one week here. <laughs> God. What a mess. Unbelievable. You know, he should have sued him. No, he should have sued UNLV just for the hardships here. Uh, they should have sued each other. I guess it would have come out even in the watch. No, we ended up a million dollars richer, right? <laughs> yes. So now we could pay off our last coach with that million dollars. Now we got to dig up for new money for, jeez. This, pl- this place is a mess. It's a mess. It's, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful disaster. Yeah. All right. We're um, going to uh, get rolling here. We'll talk some football in uh, you a know, couple weeks yeah. because spring game will come up. And, and we'll get some football guys on here. Yeah. Um, and may, may, maybe we'll come up with an impromptu um, podcast at some time. I, we'll, we'll be with a group of guys that are Rebel fans. Ooh, may, I like may, that. Maybe we could fire something up. I like hey, how, how about we, we plug in this contraption because there's power cords right underneath us there. Ooh. And we could do it during the NCAA tournament. I like that. Talk about all the teams that could uh, beat us. Well, there's 68 of them in the tournament. There right is now. definitely 68. We know that for sure. But you see what we ended up finished for the year? Ranking? Ratings? It's like 250 in Ken Palm, right? Yeah, 242, 244, something like that. Ugh. I've never. I mean, I used to get pissed when we fall below 50. That was like San Jose State stuff. Yeah, no. I mean, the, the schools that were around us were like Lipscomb and <laughs> Prairie View A&M and... Yeah. Colgate was ahead of us. Marvin, make it better. Please. Make it better. Oh, my God. All right. right. Next year, it's got to be better. Expectations are going to be raised. Yeah, we'll we'll get to the expectations. We need need to see the... Expectations will be raised. uh, Before we come up with expectations, we kind of need to know who's going to be here and what the schedule is. I, I don't care. Expectations are raised from last place finishing behind Air Force. 
Well, if we that's, don't, if that's we don't, it. if we don't do that, should be fired. <laughs> I mean, it's that simple. I mean, that's not gonna happen. Marvin, yeah. we're rooting for you. I promise you. But this year, you gave us no satisfaction. <laughs>